Hello everybody and welcome to the Sparkles and Rhinestones pageant podcast. I am your host Hannah Golding, founder of Sparkles and Rhinestones and today we're going to be talking about a subject that might be a little bit sore for some of us, especially recently, and that is why you're not winning. Now we're jumping straight into it, there's no commentary right now, we're going straight in because I really feel that sometimes we blame everyone else but ourselves and there are some things leading up to the pageant which we could have changed um that could have helped you and to completely be honest sometimes it's good that you didn't win um it sucks when you're like what I really wanted to win because you'll see the path of where you went um but let's let's just get straight into it now this is coming from someone who you know, has placed or not even placed at all many times. And some of my advice is probably going to be a bit bit contradicting to my own pageant journey in one aspect. And that is because I've never had a coach. Um, And the reason is, as I always stated, when I first started pageants, there were no English, well, UK, there were no UK coaches. I think the first UK coach was here in what 2013 14 um by then I'd already been in my pageant journey for three years I'd competed um at a few national pageants by then and I'd won entry to go into an international pageant from the regional well national heat um I'm not saying national such as south southwest England um <laughs> and you know so I'd learned and I learned a lot of my skills in pageantry through experience and experiencing a lot of losses as well as you know some wins <laughs> the, the lose the losses uh outweigh the wins but you know it's how how you get to how you are now so the first topic which as I said is the contradiction of myself is and this will be in two parts. You either overtrained for your pageant or undertrained. So I mean there are aspects where I've I've, I've trained myself but um Let's go with the undertrain. So you didn't train at all. You didn't practice your walks. You didn't practice any in your outfits. You didn't get a coach. Now, there are many reasons why people don't get coaches. Um, sometimes it's affordability, um, time availability. And sometimes it's just because there's like this... For some girls, I'm not going to say all... Um, it's kind of like an ego block. You think that you're too good for coaching. And I'm going to tell you right now, completely honest, and this is to myself as well, everyone can do with some coaching. We, are not, like myself as a coach, we're not the experts in everything. I'm not the expert in everything. You know, for me, I like to think that I have interview nailed. And it's been proven many times that a lot of my clients have got best in interview. And that's because it's not one like interview fits all, we do lots of different things. Ask my girls, because sometimes there's some things we do that they do not like, like the word association game they hate, but, but it's very good. It's changing the way you think about your interview. Um, <clears throat> and sometimes I get this a lot where I'm training someone and they're struggling to find the answer. So I take their answer and form, like from their information, form a pageantry answer. And they go, oh, that sounds really simple. And then they put it into their own words. Because if you copy my words, then you're not going to get it right. Um, and that's another thing. Like, as a pageant coach, we don't give you... Um, 
we don't give you the answers to say because you're not going to have a script. No one learns that. I, I say to everyone, it's in the book, we do it on our podcasts, that you should never write four answers down because you get in your head, you know, you shouldn't be reciting off a page anyway. It's bullet points. Bullet points are your best friend for any coaching. Um, But alas, let's get back to the point in hand. <laughs> some people feel they're too good for coaching. Um, You know, they look down on some coaches or they just feel that, yeah, they've they've had pretty good success um, in pageantry that they don't need anything. But as I will say, all of the coaches in the UK have had by myself. Um, but that's not saying that I've never hired, I've never hired a coach, but, you know, I've gone to, have I gone to training days? I listen, I listen to a lot of things. Um, I could say Ruth, I've done some like walk practice when I've done the IGM. So maybe Ruth has coached me in a tiny bit. Um, <laughs> well, actually, she tells me what I want to hear, but then she says I have to smile larger. And I did. I took on the points. Um, <laughs> but for me, I know that my walk is not my strongest point. So going back to what I was saying, like interview, smash it. Um, but even I get nervous at that because um, <clears throat> I just love interview so much and I have so much to say about my pageant journey, which a lot of you girls do have. Um, but it's saying the right things and saying what you need to say and also giving your personality across and, you know, not sounding like a pageant robot. Um, but, you know, my walk, because I've had to change up my walk throughout the years, um, has never been my strongest point, but I can teach other girls how to give a fierce walk. I have. I have coached many girls on their walks. I don't offer it now. We do do it in our confidence sessions. So the 4th of March, 2023, in Swindon, we have a venue, which is great. Uh, we'll be doing our walk coaching as well as interviews and on stage and all sorts of things. But let's go away from that plug because we did that in our last podcast. <laughs> um, But I know there are things I can work on and going through a coach's eye, I can critique myself, which we will, we will go on to in um, a few more points about that. Um, so everyone benefits, even if it's just an hour of defuzzing everything. And there are some coaches that say, oh, you can't change everything within an hour um, or one session. But sometimes you can. Sometimes you could be at a good level. Um, you competed for a while I don't recommend it for someone who's just started pageants at all. Um, but you've been competing for a while and you kind of just need a little bit of expert advice, a little bit of refresh, a little bit of this needs to change, this needs to change, done. Um, so if you can, and this is the reason why, as I said, we keep our prices really low, really affordable, because um, it's so everyone can have at least one session and then you can build from there. Um Get a coach for next time. Get a coach for next time you compete. Sit down and watch your performance back. Or get your coach, if you do hire a coach, um, to uh, look at your walk, pick out the feedback. If you do get feedback from your pageant, that's brilliant. If you get the scores or any comments, so you can work on it. And now remember that the judges' comments are subjective. So don't feel that's a personal attack it's just what they're looking for whether you're going back to the same system take those comments on board take the scores take the feedback and work with your coach on that it could be i've met girls when i've done interview training that are really good at speaking but then when it comes to the timed element of it, their mind just goes blank and um, you know or they they have too much to say and they're waffling on 
um you know coming from a waffler herself you see how long some of these podcast episodes are um but yeah so if you are not placing or you're placing the same you're not advancing get a coach or book more sessions in if you only had a couple of sessions start earlier i always suggest you can the minimum like the the best time to prepare for pageant is like three months plus you can do it in two weeks you can do it in a month <laughs> sometimes you know as i said we've seen winners who have won within two weeks but sometimes they've just come off the back of another pageant so you're already in that pageant mode it's just changing it to a different system um but with that I always say once a month is a good check-in point. As you get closer, um, bring the sessions up more. Uh, walk coaching, I would always say two to three sessions. Um, one session, maybe um, six months, like every three months, maybe. Then you have it. You need to have practice of your with your outfits, though. You need to have practice of your outfits. Um because there's no point of coaching and doing walk sessions like every single month if you don't have the outfits because then you can't practice and it's all right saying yeah I'm going to switch here but it doesn't until you wear the outfits you're not going to know uh so you don't have to book walking as much because you know you can practice your walks anywhere but it's ideal to have at least a couple and I know that the walking prices vary from different people. We used to charge 30 for an hour just from like where our venue was, but I know sometimes it could be 50, 60 in some areas. Um, but yeah, always, always. Um, just like one. So you just can iron out all the kinks from everything. I know as well that watching back from my videos, what I did wrong and what I need to focus on, which as I said, we will talk about in a moment but going on the flip side from no training or under training is then overtraining. you overtrain for your pageant um you have sessions every day <laughs> like every every few days you are pageant brain pageant brain pageant brain it's on your mind all the time and it, it can be that way especially in the lead up um but you know you overthought a lot of the process and you booked many different coaches now I always say like I said we we aren't we don't have a contract high the same as when you buy any sessions you can get a single session or a four pack and once that's four packs done you can go to another trainer if needs be or you can come back to us um there's not like a okay you're training with us so now you have to train until your final it's not like that at all and many different pageant coaches are the same but it's hard when you have um so I would always say have one coach for interview and one coach for walking if your coach does it all and you want to stick with one coach do it I have girls who I train everything with um and not just interview and walks social media campaigns platform outfit choices um you know coaches aren't just there for one specific thing we have a lot of different talents under our crowns should we say um but if there is a service that provides something, so 
I said you could have a styling session with a stylist and then you could have a walk session with another coach and an interview with another coach. It doesn't make it too messy because they're all separate entities. The only time they combine is when uh, it could be your walk coach and the stylist and your walk coach might not agree with an outfit choice or maybe wants to change something. Um, and so then when you start adding more coaches, now you can try different coaches and then stick with your two. You could have two for interview if you want to. Um, I just think sometimes it gets messy because we all have different views on what pageantry is and we have different methods and different ways and you might find that learning of one coach you find more fun than the other but the other is telling you um not better information but is being more upfront and honest because you know not you know we don't want to be a yes person like yeah it was amazing like yeah you did great like no let's but I say this to my girls I want you to have the best interview you can and present your your best self so if you are giving me answers that are scoring a 7 out of 10, I want you to get your 10s, you know. Those 10s could be the mark that pushes you from second to first, you know. So we want to get the best out of you. So sometimes I can be known as being not quite strict um, because we do have fun in our sessions, but I'm... We're here for a good time with the sessions, but also you need to be able to get the best information that you can. Um, and others might be a bit more relaxed. Um, I don't think, as I said, I don't think ours are dead serious all the time. There uh, are <laughs> lots of laughs and usually it turns to a therapy session by the end. Uh, not for me. <laughs> but um, yeah, you you want to have good balance, but sometimes people respond to different things. There are some coaches that are really, really strict, um, and it's straight down to business. And there are others that will be more like a friend. And it, it's always finding that balance, being a coach, um, 100%. But if you start to add more and more and more coaches into the mix, so you could say you're having one training session with one coach and then another one the next day with another, and the next day another, it's going to confuse your brain. You're going to have all this conflict and information. You know, like one person might say, no, don't say that because it sounds like this. And the other says, you know, actually, yeah. Like I, um, I did this with one girl who actually recorded the session, which I don't mind, but I'd like to have known before. <laughs> and I remember saying the question so the answer of you know if you didn't win who would you like to win and my advice this is always never say someone else's name because you're advertising and they said oh I've heard from this coach that um we should like you like they doesn't matter if you say your name or not um you don't want them to just say you like and I was like I get where you're coming with that but also I think that if I'm hearing about someone else when it's your turn like, you're bypassing, like, you've only got three minutes, you know? And be confident. Or speak about the stuff you would do should you win. There's always a way of changing the question. And, you know, we're not going to go into too much of that today. But, you know, some coaches will believe some things. It's the same with judges. Judges' opinions are subjective. The same as coaches' opinions as well. You know, we don't get everything right 100% of the time. Um, and so if you have more than two coaches on one subject, it gets messy. It gets messy. So find the coach that you bond with and then do it. But the same with overtraining like yourself. You go to walk coaching 
um like you do some walk practice every day after a gym session and then you go hard at the gym because you want to be body perfect even though we know that you don't have to but i know that there are some pageants that still have that belief um you know they even have it in their taglines but um which is, is ridiculous in this day and age you know as long as you're confident for yourself but i know that sometimes confidence is very hard to find with your body so that's where you go to the gym um but it's fine i said it's find that balance when you do it it's always trying to find that balance um so then you might sustain an injury beforehand and that's why we always say like uh, the last two weeks of pageantry is always the wind down it's doing like light cardio and light exercises and you know not as much training within the walks it might be where you stepped at your interview to like twice a week but you're still having downtime you're still having downtime because if you over practice and this is i will tell you my personal experience of because well you listen to my podcast aren't you um <laughs> but if you can actually miss the second time of preparing because I had done so much coaching in January and February for the upcoming pageants, my mind was numb. It was numb to pageant knowledge. And um, I just couldn't. I was like, I'm going to take some break off for practicing myself because I, and I was like, I don't actually need to practice too much. I'll do some practice here and there, but I'm not going to pressure myself to do so much. And obviously when you're coaching yourself or when you're practicing yourself, it's not too bad. But if you're then having to, you know, coach with someone and you're over coaching and they're still going to accept it because you paid for it, you're paying for your, their time and they're going to make sure you get the most out of your time. Um, and yeah, so over practicing over practicing is one so another thing of you're not the another reason of why you're not winning is because you're not taking critiques well this is a huge one because you get the feedback and you're like nah i'm not i don't i don't believe that i believe i was the best on stage i was robbed the judges didn't like me um it was obviously a fix now i'm not gonna say every pageant is a hundred percent legit and perfect there may be some un um unconscious bias on the judging panel sometimes you never know you never know um but to say that and then not work on your critiques from the time before so for example if someone said that a color washes you out or doesn't belong on the pageant stage where you're wearing because you're just blending into the background don't wear that color again you know (laughs) like you've already had feedback oh this color would look really nice so why are you wearing this one instead? You know, why are you wearing, like, your dress is too short and you're showing your feet. You got marked down for that. So why are you wearing another dress where you're dress, like, which is too short and ill-fitting? Um, or you're not looking at the judges. You're not giving eye contact. Um, literally, you should be able to take on that feedback in order to improve your pageant performance. Now, I won my pageant this year however I look back at my videos and I can still find so this is where you're looking at with a a judging eye with a coaching eye I can still pinpoint parts where I could have improved you know I know that I could have stayed in my posing points a lot quicker but you know when you're there it feels like you're longer but it's not 
but I held, I didn't hold my poses long enough. I was there because I went from, I went into two poses. Um, so I had the time, but would I to do it again? I would hold my poses a lot longer. Um, not even like, by a couple more seconds. It doesn't have to be, I'm not on there for ages. We don't want to be on stage for ages. So if you look at your performance or it literally says in your feedback, didn't give eye contact, you're going to then give my contact. But then if you do the same thing and you don't improve on what you're doing, you're never going to succeed. It might be sometimes where you do just get lucky. You might win a pageant. Um, but yes, so you're not working on your critiques. You're not allowing yourself to be critiqued. Another reason why you're not winning is the ego. The ego is a very delicate, <laughs> delicate thing. But if you got hyped up by everyone else and you were hyping yourself up, you never allowed your brain to think that you weren't going to win this. So when you didn't win, it all came crashing down. And that hurts so much more than by acknowledging that you might not win and then, you know, you don't win. You're like, okay but I prepared for this. You know, you might have another pageant plan. You might come back. Um, but if you're like all or nothing, now I've gone all or nothing in. UK's National Abyss was the, was the last time I was competing. Um, the same as when I went to Yemi the second time and I was pregnant. I said, all or nothing, if I don't win, that's it. Like, it's done. Um, I will, I mean... I'm so glad it wasn't because <laughs> pageantry really helped me um, after my pregnancy, like getting back into the real world as such, um, gave me things to do so I didn't fall into a depression afterwards, especially obviously because I had the C-section and pee fed every hour, every hour to two hours, so it was an exhausting time in my life. Um, but I was like, I'm not going to do any optionals to come back for next year because that's it like this is the time um and it's good to have that attitude but it's also good to prepare if you don't win now some people say that you should never say that you're going to win and I agree and I don't agree it's good to hype yourself up like yes I am Hannah Golden your next UK's national mids um I've said that accidentally sometimes when doing videos and you know it's great to speak into existence, you know, the whole manifestation, the whole, you know, vision boards and picturing yourself. It's fine to do that. It's not egotistic. Um, what is egotistic is going around to your competition and saying that you're going to win. Um, and like, oh, yeah, I really like you, but like, I'm going to win this year. Um, you know, I had such a great performance. I've definitely got this in the bag. There's confidence and then there's cockiness. And this shows on the faces when you aren't uh, acknowledged on stage, when you don't win. It shows in the photos, people can see it. It shows in the attitude you provide afterwards on social media, on, you know, like, I've seen it so many times over the years. Um, I've said I've had it myself. There's no point of then blaming the judges, attacking the winner and attacking anyone who placed um, you know, for myself, I was attacked when I won Yemi because I was a chunky girl. You know, I shouldn't have won because I was chunky compared to the person who should have won who was a slender size, blonde hair, the perfect pageant figure. And it's like, 
but did she deliver on stage? No, she didn't. Um, the lead up to the finals? No, she didn't. So don't discredit someone's hard work just because you feel that they were the ones that meant to be there. And that sticks. The attitude sticks sometimes. So how to kind of avoid this is is to have some humidity. I probably definitely said that word wrong. Um, <laughs> humidity? Oh, humidity is like temperature and stuff, isn't it? Humidity in the air. Humility. Whatever that word is, get, get the answers on a postcard. Um, but it's knowing, you know, you have a plan, have a backup. Um, and you don't have to be like, right, I'm jumping in there straight away. The plan doesn't have to be like, a, you know, and don't put money down as well. Like if you plan to enter another pageant, if you don't win this one, don't then like enter as soon as possible. Because if you do win, then like, it's a waste of money. <laughs> it's a waste of money. Um, but having a plan is good. Um, having a plan is good. So always have that. Make sure you have a good support network there should you not win. But don't be afraid to say, I'm going to be the next. Why I should be the next? Like, I want to win because um, if you're doing it on your social media posts in the lead up, just make sure that you are prepared if you don't win or if you don't place. Um, and I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to hurt and you're allowed to have all these feelings. But if you hadn't envisioned anything else, and then I said, this can be conflicting because it can be like some people are like, yeah, you need to envision it. You need to do this. Yes, envision yourself. Have those dreams. Have the vision boards. Have the manifestations. Do the um, affirmations. Get it all done. Um, but just be prepared. And I say this as well. The reason that you didn't win might not be down to you. It might not be the system for you. And it might be because you're trying to be what that system is looking for. And it's just not working. I have seen where girls have competed many years in one system. And not placed, then placed. And just never got to that finish line. Yet entered another system and won straight away. It can happen. You can be... If you really want that title, you might work and work. But sometimes enough is enough I always have um well I always say like a two-year rule I'll enter something for two years and if I haven't won by then um it's not for me I know everyone might say like third time lucky and I might enter a third time depending on how space like I entered galaxy for three years so I entered in 2010 to compete in 2011 I entered in 2016 to compete in 2017, and then I entered 2017, but I fell pregnant, so I never competed that first year. So, so maybe one day in the distant future, I may try. Um, who knows? Internationals is not in my mind right now. Um, but <laughs> it could be that you're trying to mimic the other winners, and you're trying to push an image that is not truly you. And this is why sometimes when it comes to coaching, um, I've had this where, and I'll spill the tea on this, where someone has chosen someone else over me because they said they have more experience in the system than you because they've been a winner. Um, and I was like, okay, that's fine. Um, I can give you my track record of how many winners I've created in this system. Uh, <laughs> not created, that makes you sound really... Um, I have helped 
but you know with my training um you know like I've got I've got the experience but some people go for the name and they think that they have to train it's the same with official coaches they feel like all the suggested they feel like they have to train with that person because that's the person that's going to get them it's the same I guess for now that I have my lovely blue crown, you might think that you have to train with me or um, with another coach who has helped blue crowns because that's that's what gets it. But it's not. It's not at all. Coaches will work on the individual and and if they're a good coach, they would have researched the system and, you know, worked hard to give you all the information to build yourself. But we're not, as coaches, are not building you for that exact system there might be certain questions geared towards different things like for example for yummy um we have the aspire to inspire motto so there might be some questions formulated around that um or questions that are in the application for internationals that might be brought into the interview um so for for that i will help you with some of those answers and out of all the coaches, yes, I'm <laughs> very much experienced in Yemi. I've won two crowns in Yemi and two crowns in Waimai in the international system. Um, and none of the other coaches have. Um, but then once again, I've coached for Galaxy and I've never won a Galaxy title, but other coaches have. I've coached um, for Diamond. <laughs> I've never entered Diamond before. Um, you know, there's there's so many things that, coaches do so please don't fall in the trap of like you have to coach for a certain thing like I would like people to coach with me for Yemi because they feel like I'm a good coach for them not just because of my track record although it, it does speak for itself that's just one of the deciding factors when you choose a coach choose a coach that works well for you it might be location affordability anything like that um but yeah so <laughs> with that you try it said we're not molding you to be there'll be certain questions that might be geared, um, if they're a platform-based pageant, you, there will be questions about platform, if you don't have a platform, it might not be the right system for you, and that's not saying that you don't belong in pageantry, it's just not that pageant, and if you're trying and trying, and you're forcing a platform that doesn't resonate with you, and you don't really enjoy, it's gonna show in your interview, there's only so much you can fake, so with all of that, um, yeah, you're trying to blend yourself to a system. A system should accept you for how you are, okay? A system will be accepting and want you as a queen because of the work you do or what you represent rather than, like, they don't have a checklist of what they're looking for, you know, blonde hair, looking for someone who is in social media, like, you know, a high high following. Like, it's not like that, Um unless that's what the requirements are when you enter in their terms and conditions. Always read the terms and conditions, guys. They're not looking for replicate winners. You know, you'll see many different systems that have different winners each year. Um, you know, sometimes it might align where they all look the same. Um, <laughs> sometimes that happens, but that's just because they're the best winners. Um, you know, <laughs> like, I think of all the winners... Uh, for Miz, for the last two competitions that I've done, for UK Sashless and Yemi, we are all completely different. Like, <laughs> we are all completely different. Um, you know, different ethnicities, different sizes, 
um different backgrounds like we're not the same and it goes with every pageant so don't try and don't try and mold yourself to a pageant and the same as that pageant as i said might not be the one for you you could be given the best performance and it's just not something that they like um which goes on to the next point you may not be winning because i said that system might be not be the one for you um you give your best performance and it's still not good enough and that's nothing to do with you as such, but as I said, it's the system itself. They're not allowing you to shine, they're looking for something different, and you're giving your time and energy to a system that doesn't deserve you. So don't be afraid to try a different system. Um, and we have this all the time, people like, oh, system hoppers, blah, 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 crown chasers. But I wouldn't be wanting to give my time and money because it comes down to money as well. It's the money you pay for the system. It's the outfits. It's the um, the energy for appearances and basically representing the system. If you don't want to represent that system anymore, regardless of how cheap the entry fee is, if it was free, if you won your place, if you're not feeling it, you're not feeling it and that's gonna show. Don't just feel like you have to just because it's there. That's a really important thing I'd like to say because I've, I don't think I've ever had it before in my time in pageants actually where I've won a place and not wanted to go. Um, maybe maybe once or twice. Um, but I did enjoy myself in today and it was a learning experience and that's sometimes what pageants are. They are a learning curve and... Yeah, so <laughs> you might not have won because the system is not right for you. And last point, and there's probably so many more things that you could do. Actually, there's two more points. Not This is the second to last. <laughs> so the second to last would be you didn't plan. You didn't plan accordingly. Now, pageant disasters will happen. They do happen. Coming from me, who didn't have a dress for the finals until two weeks before um well three weeks before and then only got a chance to practice it once um planning is everything please plan um sometimes you may be a spontaneous soul and that is great for you but for pageants there needs to be some form of planning so planning out planning out your appearances for a start um i always plan to do at least two live appearances a month and then I have the socials on top of that. It means that I'm not overexerting myself. But, you know, I'm going to take an example of what I've done. So in in, in July, I had two, two or three, I had three appearances in July um, after I've won. And like some online stuff. Well, because I only had one live appearance. Just one. I did online stuff as well and did interviews. But just one. <laughs> September, I had something for every day, uh, like every every weekend. Every weekend in September, every weekend in October, bar the last two. And then I have everything. I'm basically now booked up until Christmas. Like every weekend has something on. Um, so, you know, it might be where you're not doing stuff for a couple of weeks and then you are. It depends on the time of the year, what events are available, but I always prioritise events I can easily get to. Don't book yourself for something you can't get into because if you don't turn up to that event, like if you're judging or if you're a host, if you are helping backstage and you don't show up, 
it's not gonna look well especially if the person then judges and i hate the whole like oh they could be a pageant judge they could be judging you they shouldn't be judging you on past things but it does you know bring some like unprofessionalism into it but anyway you should plan when you're going to get your outfits if you're planning to um tone up or lose weight or anything like that do it in a sensible time don't go on a juice diet um two weeks before your final um, because your outfits aren't going to fit you if you'd lost like a few pounds, um, your outfits need to fit, <laughs> um, so make sure if you are planning to do that, that you do it a good six to nine months beforehand, three months of course is the optional, um, so it's always like three months before that three months, so three months to shape up, and then three months before your final, that's when you should start looking for your outfits, now you could always look beforehand, that's absolutely fine, but three months, enough time to, if you're getting it made, and so like a whole month to get made, then two months, that gives you then two months to practice in it and work out any last adjust, um, adjustments needed. Um, if you are going from abroad, um, getting your outfits from overseas, plan six months beforehand. I say this because... The outfits that I've had before have taken like three months sometimes. Um, but I can tell you which ones not to use. <laughs> uh, but you don't have that stress of is it going to arrive? And then it could get stuck in customs. And it's just not a fun time. Uh, so plan when you're going to do your outfits. If you're not planning it um, and you're like searching for an outfit like on the week of... Yeah, you might find an outfit, but are you comfortable? Is it well-fitting? Does it fit you and suit you for a start, rather than just grabbing anything? Does it suit you? Can you walk in it? The same as we said earlier about walking, like coaching um, and practicing. You need to practice in your outfits because then you know exactly, like, an outfit may ride up. You might not, you're like, oh, actually, I need to do something different or maybe I need to... Um, put something underneath to stop it riding or maybe you need to hold it a different way um you know you same with your into outfits you try it on you do the bend test so you bend down so you're not showing any cheek you do the bend over as well so you're not showing any cleavage um well cleavage may be there but like you're not showing any nips um <laughs> you know sitting down you're not showing any bits like it's basically making sure that it's a foolproof um interview outfit so you're not flashing anything the same with when you're doing your fashion wear that it's not so short that people can see what you've eaten for breakfast and i never actually get that term um because food doesn't go to your vagina does it <laughs> like what i guess maybe seen into your stomach i don't know if you can explain that one that'd be great but that's the saying that most people say, um, you know, you don't need to be showing that off. Um, so <laughs> make sure it fits. We always have the fingertip rule. Um, and I know there'll be outfits that the fingertip rule doesn't apply to, like leotards and, you know, but if you're wearing a skirt, you, you want it to be like that because you know, it rides up. I have this. So when I competed in Galaxy in 2017, my fashion wear, I planned, and as I said, sometimes you can't control some things. I planned my fashion wear. It turned up the day before I was leaving and it did not fit. It did not zip up. It was very poorly made. Um, I don't know if I paid for it in the end. I paid for some of it, but I was not going to pay the rest. It was just awful. 
it was absolutely awful. I ended up cutting up an old evening dress and I cut it a bit too short because it was riding up. And lucky enough, he didn't show on stage, but I didn't get enough time to practice. And that was when I was living in my studio flat. It was very tiny. Um, you know, a studio flat, if you don't know, um, <laughs> you have one whole room that's like your bedroom and your living room, which is why I'm always in my bedroom now, even though I have a perfectly good living room. Um, <laughs> I'm just so used to spending time in my room with my living space. Um, so yeah, there was no way, and with a ball mastiff as well, swishing around um, a high-low dress, it just wasn't happening. Um, you know, and I didn't have time to then go to the studio that I worked, because I worked in, as a, a PT, I could use the studio to practice in my outfits. Um, there's no way I didn't have time. Um, don't need it to the last minute. If, so I always had that month rule that if you still don't have your outfits a month beforehand and someone is planning, like someone's making your fashion wear, get a backup get a backup um prime example of this would be caitlin she always has like she had a backup evening dress fashion wear um interview she had everything <laughs> she had everything um and it's always good to have and sometimes you're like oh well i didn't use it um yeah but what if you didn't have it now the same with you know it's bringing um like sewing kits um I actually got hot glued into hot glue gun um and got glued into my fashion wear for yummy um because it would not zip up and I knew that so I knew that I had to like glue enough um yeah it was crazy with that one that outfit would never been used again um but <laughs> I always laugh at that one but a month then it gives you time to find an outfit it gives you time for someone to adjust something to get something from i say the high street but you know like online boutiques not even online like asos something like that you can find some very good alternatives to fashion wear and then adjust it jazz it up make it pageantry get high low made you know um reputable designers in the uk that can get it to you within a week um you just it's all about budgeting as well like money making sure that you have that money to cover so planning is everything because you need to know if you can walk on it. The same with your shoes. Are they too high? Are they too low? Shoes is another thing like of what's stopping you from winning. A lot of you girls wear shoes that you can't walk in. Um, or your toe. Your toes are crawling out. Your pinky toes out. Waving hello to everyone. You find yourself stumbling. You're trying to do turns that you can't do because you've not practiced them. But you see everyone else doing them and you want to do them. Um, practice makes perfect. Planning makes perfect. Even you have to give yourself that time. If you don't give yourself your time, because we get it, things get in the way. Um, life gets in the way. A lot of things get put on hold. But you need to prepare and plan, and that's why you have these months. Um, so yeah, planning and preparation. And preparing can not just be, like, coaching. It could be watching the pageant finals. It could be seeing, like, what it's doing is getting the outfits on time. Now, there was a last point, and it has completely slipped my mind. Um, <laughs> it has completely slipped my mind um, from it all. And it will come back to me at some point. I'll be like, oh, I should have added that. But I think it is, yeah, giving too much time to a system that doesn't, like, support you thinking that you have 
don't know if you can but you haven't um and kind of also get into that victim mentality that you should have won um and letting the ego take over there are many reasons there are many reasons why you didn't win and now it has come back to me it's just not your time that was what I was going to say <laughs> uh we got there in the end it's just not your time it's not for you and I hate the whole like the universe has something better and I know like all the girls are like what are you saying like I hate the saying that everything happens for a reason because there are a lot of things that shouldn't happen um but I do believe in timing timing is everything it could be that those were the sister queens that you're not meant to have that actually another system was popping up um, because some of you girls will be on a timeline with some of your pageants. Like, for me now, I can chill in the Miz section for another 10, 12 years until I move on to Classic. And I say that because there's no way I'm getting married in the next five years. Um, <laughs> where are the eligible men or women? You know? Where are they? Um, <laughs> but, like, yeah, it could just be... It's all about timing. You could believe that you were ready and then in hindsight you weren't ready and you believed it so much. But then, you know, things were happening in your life and you needed to concentrate on those more or something happened. I mean, everyone who then had the pandemic, you were like, well, at least it wasn't my year. Um, And there's something that always comes up. Like, I when I fell pregnant with P... So I was three months gone when I found out. Um, well, ten weeks. Um, because you see the scan and then like two weeks later, it's like, oh my goodness, like the development between that is like, oh, okay. Um <laughs> crazy. Um, I had obviously <laughs> I was gutted because I paid my full sponsorship for Galaxy. Um, I deferred a year, but then I entered Yemi with two months to go into the finals, and then I won. And so of course I couldn't be like so about that deferred place, because I could, I, mean, I technically could have after not winning in internationals. But then I got Queen of Queens, um, and then I won in internationals. Um, you know, why am I spokesmodel? The highest scoring marks out of that whole system, and you know, for me, it kind of set me on this path. It's you know. It, having that made me think more about Sparks Rhinos because Sparks Rhinos was born after I competed in Galaxy where I was feeling a little bit lost and I was like, I need something to, you know, to help others who may be feeling like me, to help people with advice, um, you know, and take my sorrow <laughs> into joy. Um, I then competed that inspiration for the third time and I didn't place at all that time and I was like I'm gonna quit pageants because for me for inspiration I love inspiration and the first year I did it like it was my only pageant but the other two times I'd literally come off from another pageant like this first one I literally um arrived back from Paris that day after face the globe where I placed in the top 10 for that which was my highest international placing I was actually seventh um from the official scores which was I was very happy about um and, and yeah, I, um, and, and then every time was like two weeks after Galaxy, so I didn't donate, I didn't give enough time, and that's it, sometimes you don't give enough time, like, you could be really good at pageants, but 
timing can be an issue. Um, it can be. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> going back to it, like how I set off for me going for my Yemi journey, um, and then the same with UK's National Miss as well, not winning the first year, it just wasn't my time, like I was ready, I was prepared, my body wasn't ready, my body was not up for that challenge, and it showed, and then it was meant for me to have that moment, that full closure moment of going to Texas to get my lifetime queen crown and trophy and to end that chapter like I needed to have that whole circle moment so when I went into competing for UK's Astromist this year it was that was the only pageant in my mind and what I was doing so there's no conflicts that was it I had to have that full circle moment timing timing is everything it might be where you were competing in a pageant and actually like you really wanted it but then you actually found out that there was another system that was more to you more to your ethos and you know how you are it could be that actually that was the time to start a family or this was the time to take on a new job role which would take you away from pageants for a bit you know pageantry is always there there will always be pageants now of course when you're working on a time frame it's not always that way so it could be you lost in this pageant you're like well actually there's no pageant I want to try because of the time frame that I have you know <laughs> like they close off at 24 or the the miss section starts at 26 so you've only got one year left as a miss you know um and sometimes it could be do you know what i I'm, i don't want to be a miss in this section right now i'm going to try a miss with you because or teen like i'm not really a miss right now i still feel like i'm a teen so i'm gonna like go in because there are some systems where teen will finish at 18 and there are some well, that will finish at 19 um and 20 no <laughs> 19 will be your last year and there'll be somewhere the mist who starts at 20 or 18 um and the mist section starts at 25 or 27 because it's 25 for yummy and i think maybe for um for royal i'm not too sure and i think maybe diamond as well or maybe it's different i need to look at the ages of everything recently um <laughs> um but 27 is, is Galaxies. I know it changed that year. And I was like, um, I, I, I made the thing. I was like, okay, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to do, a, um, I'm going to decide to do another pageant. I want to stay as a miss for a bit. Um, and I'll enter Galaxy when it changes, like when I turn 30 and then they changed that year to 27. I was like, oh, I'm 27. So I, I kind of have to go in as a miss. Um, <laughs> but, um, but timing, timing can be everything. It really can. Um, so I always think when you don't win or if you've placed to don't always jump into the next system or jump into like going back, take some time. Time is really important. Time heals everything. Um, not everything, but <laughs> you know what I mean? It gives you a clearer perspective on, um, things. So why you are not winning it can be a number of things but you have to look at you you can't blame so you can't blame your coach you can't blame the judges you can't blame the pageant you have to look at yourself you have to look at what you're doing are you doing too much or too little you know the pageantry is not sometimes just the stage like that one night it's the whole lead up to it you don't have to do everything and everything but sometimes doing some stuff is better than doing no stuff. Um, and it's how you...
portray yourself? Are you portraying your true version or pageantry version? Now, we all have different versions of ourselves. You know, who we are around some people might be different to who we are around others. Um, but it's making sure that they're not two completely different people. I mean, obviously, you on a night out is different than you at a pageant event, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> um, but, like, there should be some, like, things. But I hope this has helped some of you. And there's probably other reasons as well, which I cannot for the life of me think of. Um, but the preparation and planning is so important. You don't want to overdo things. The same with, like, you don't want to overdo the planning. You don't want to go overboard. And some people are like that. That's just part of their nature. But um, make sure that pageantry doesn't consume you. Because sometimes we can be so focused on a goal that nothing else matters. And we neglect so much other aspects of our life, whether it's our mental health, whether it's schoolwork, work, work, work. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm, I'm quite lucky that most of my work is pageant work, so that's quite fun. Um, but I don't want to miss, like, aspects of being a mum because I'm too busy worrying about something. Um, you need to make sure there's a nice balance. And it can be hard to balance sometimes. Um, we talk about this in the book with the preparations of making sure you have time for you and the whole, like, lead up with... Um, social media because you know it could be as well this is a big thing is you focus too much on your competition and not on you that's a huge factor you're like who's my competition right what are they doing what can I do what how can I be better than them and you lose yourself and you don't want to lose yourself competing when you win it will feel amazing because you did everything possible to get that win and it could be as simple as relaxing and not doing as much because your first time you competed, you could have been like, you were trying to do everything, everything and everything. And it, and it is true. I won this time round because, although I said, I always like to do appearances. So I did the most appearances, um, as far as I know. Um, there's no, like, personal award or anything, but, like, I did 105. So there do be a lot. But that was fun for me. It's stuff I do anyway and that wasn't including all the interview stuff I do but I relaxed I didn't put too much pressure on my walks I know I practiced enough of my outfits like I could have booked every single weekend but I was like no I booked a month before and I had a weekend before I flew to Texas booked out for practice but I cancelled it because I was like I know how to walk in my high low I know how to do my swimwear um the gown itself, once I had tacked it up and adjusted it to fit my body, um, all I had to do was do lots of walking in my living room. Because for gowns, you don't have to do too much. Like, you don't need enough, that much space because it's a slow walk. Um, and I have enough space in my living room to do that because I've coached in my living room before. Um, it's a tight squeeze sometimes, but the pandemic, you had to find uh, a few ways around it. Um, but yeah, so... It's um, it's making sure that you're thinking about you. So don't think about your competition. If they are your competition, they are your competition. It's all healthy, but focus on you. Don't over-rehearse, but don't under-rehearse as well. You know, don't think that you're too good to not have a bit of coaching. Find a coach that works for you and not just, you know, 
you don't want to feel intimidated, um, but also you want to know that you're getting your money's worth, 100%. Regardless of how much that session is, you want to be getting your money's worth. Um, write things down, prepare, prep, um, and just don't, I say don't overthink it, and then if you're an overthinker, you're like, oh, which girl, hello, I'm the queen of overthinking. Um, <laughs> my mental health condition um, fun times but just remember that it's not the end of the world if you don't win it may feel like it, feel like it and no one can take those feelings away from you but it's how you recover from the fallback you know they say the comeback is is stronger than the setback or comeback is so much stronger I don't know something like that <laughs> how many cliche sayings can we say in this podcast um but it's yeah it's how you come back from it how you recover from the fall you know when they say about your driving test even though i've not passed you know you can stall but it's your recovery like if you start panicking and, and you know start mess all up they're gonna fail you yeah if you you know calmly and collectively start up the thing again write things I don't know, I failed all my tests. Um, <laughs> I hate driving tests. I'm great at the theory. I'm great at driving. Well, obviously not now because I've not practiced for a long time. But when it came to the tests, I panicked. I'm not more confident now, so maybe. But now it's a fear. It's a fear. Um, but in pageantry, because I've been in pageantry for so long, it doesn't mean you have to be in pageantry for years before you get your crown. Sometimes it just happens that way. Sometimes you go through systems that don't appreciate you or maybe you weren't appreciative at the time and you didn't really think of it. Um, but yeah, like, it's all a learning experience. It's a learning growth. You realise that, do you know what, actually, I'm not going to do this or I'm actually going to ease up on this. You know, I'm going to take that week before the final to rest and relax and get my appearance book up to scratch and make sure I'm packed so I'm all ready rather than flap around on the day. You, know, you learn from your experiences and you learn from the feedback that people give you. And also, as you always say, it's subjective. Every person is different. Every coach is different. Every um, judge is different. Every pageant is different. Even though there are similarities, um, there will be things that you know, they're just opinions, opinions are subjective, um, so listen to the feedback, watch your own performance, sometimes you could be your harshest critique, um, so, you know, getting someone who you know is, like, has knowledge, like, if you're getting your friend who's never, ever, I've had this before, and someone's like, yeah, maybe I should say this and this, I was like, do they know anything about pageants, have they got the experience, or they just commenting and mansplaining, because it was a man that said it, and I was like, we're not about mansplaining today, especially when it's pageantry and I'm literally an expert in it. And you're saying that this person should say something else? No, <laughs> you're allowed. To, but I'm gonna say it, you're allowed to challenge your coach if there's something you don't agree with. I'm just gonna just gonna stay that out there now. Like if they're telling you to do something, you're like, mm, it's not really that right. But you know, it's a, it's a level of respect. It's the level of acknowledgement, and you know that if that coach isn't right for you, you'd get enough one. You know. If you have conflicting ideas and you're always clashing, <laughs> you're going to get another one. And not saying that you're going to have someone that agrees with you all the time, but there's that's a whole different podcast. That's a whole different podcast. Um, but yes, there's going to be lots of conflicting ideas and, you know, reasons why you didn't win. And there's always going to be the blame. And as I said, you can have a good old bitching session. 
um, if you need to get it off your chest. You're like, do you know why did I not win? I gave a really good performance. I did all of this. I did all of that. And then you're like, well, actually, I could have done this. And actually, you know, like, this fashion wear was not my best fashion wear, you know? Like, I absolutely loved all my outfits from last year, if you guys after this. Apart from my sportswear, and I knew that was my lowest going around, which I was proven right. Um, but it was still a good colour for me, like... But I knew that for next year, I was like, right, I'm going shorts. I'm going to change it up. I'm going to do different. Planning and preparation, timing, so important. But I hope that this podcast has helped you. Now, of course, if you would like to know a lot more about coaching, about the handbook, um, about the events and things that we do, go onto our Instagram. We have our link tree in there as well for little bits and bobs, like to buy pageant con tickets, enter the front cover competition for the annual, um, <laughs> as well as handbooking coaching. Um, and you're always welcome to message and maybe ask about, you know, what pageant system suits you? What system should I be aware of? What would work for me? Like, or even sometimes if it is a coach, like I am a coach where I will recommend other coaches. Um, I've had coaches recommend me because um, <laughs> they don't like training like younger ones, for example. You like, yes, you could be a trainer who trains everyone, but sometimes you might not be comfortable with training younger, um, younger girls or like old, older girls, you know. I have a lot of coaches, a lot of clients even, who will coach with me for the Miz and for Curve because I am both those things. Um, it shows because in Diamond we have back to back winners for two years. Um, <laughs> but you know, I can also coach teens and little ones and older ones. Um, I've got, I've had winners in Classic Miz, I've had winners in the juniors and the littles. Um, you know, but it might be where. I'm not so sure about your system and I would recommend someone else who has more experience um or as in like maybe it's walking and you have a certain area I'm like okay well this coach works in this area I am happy to admit my strengths and my weaknesses and that is what makes a great coach um you can't do it all. <laughs> you can't do it all. If you want to do it all, you're greedy. No, I'm joking. But like, it's it's knowing your limitations and knowing your strengths. And yeah, I've just gone on a different thing. If you need to know anything, just drop me a message. I'm happy to talk pageants. Like, happy to talk shop. Anything. It's all good. Um, But have an amazing week, everybody. Amazing week. I don't think we have any pageant finals now until February. If we are an officially in the pageant off season oh wait no we do <laughs> we do we have a pageant in november in december we'll be in next month just think of me saying this next month 